there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Chris and Tom's Youth Group Podcast, the podcast where two youth group leaders try to figure out how to do youth group better. My name is Chris Morphew. I'm an author, youth group leader, and school chaplain here in Sydney, Australia, recording with full gusto and volume once again because I'm back (laughs) at home and not sitting in a staff room with other people. And as always, joining me from Melbourne is author, speaker, youth leader, and best friend of the podcast, Tom French. How are you going, Tom? I am well. Thank you, Christopher. How are you? That is well with my soul. Um... I'm doing all right. Yeah, that's, it's that's our 32nd right. birthday. That's a that's just a nothing birthday, that one. Well, let's not make it a nothing podcast. Let's make <laughs> it one for the books. There, there are books about this podcast? Well, I feel as though that's too old school. One for the best of podcasting awards. One for the podcast wiki. That's it. One for the wiki. <laughs> Um, weirdly, Tom, no one has started a Chris and Tom's Youth Group podcast article uh, on Wikipedia. We don't have an entry I yet. I can't believe it. I'm baffled by that. Are you Are you on Wikipedia? I am. Mm, I think, I can't remember which it is. It's either, no, I think it's just the Phoenix Files that's on uh, Wikipedia, my young adult series from about 10 years ago, and it's still... Uh, oh no, it's got some new problems listed at the top. Um, the, it used to say that the main problem was this was not a notable enough series to be on Wikipedia. Someone what? had flagged that. Oh, um, rude. but this time it's saying this article relies excessively on references to primary sources. Please improve this article by adding secondary or tertiary sources, which is basically a more roundabout way of saying the same thing. And then the first line is, The Phoenix Files is a young adult science fiction adventure series written by Australian author Chris Morphew. And then when you click Chris Morphew, it says, This article is a stub. Wikipedia does not have an article <laughs> with this exact name. Please search for Chris Morphew on Wikipedia to search, to check more um, alternative spellings. Still, so, your name is there. So, it is. It's in yeah. red, though, like a warning to all readers. But there you go. Are you on Wikipedia? I'm definitely not on Wikipedia. Yeah, when you type um, in Tom Cruise is still number one. You haven't yeah. toppled him just <laughs> yet. Tom on Wikipedia. Funnily enough, um, there probably is some Tom Frenches on Wikipedia because there are a lot of Tom Frenches in the world. Some of us have yep. achieved some significant things. There's a journalist for the St. Petersburg Times. That's There's it. a That's cricketer, one. a footballer. Yep. Um, An artist. There's Valpy French, Thomas Valpy French, the the British bishop and missionary. Oh, I didn't know so, about that that one. Well. I can tell you all about him, but perhaps we should leave that for another time. Um, But I do want you to... Famous uh, Tom Frenches of history. I do want you to look at the picture of your namesake because he's one (laughs) handsome fellow and I think you could aspire to the same dress sense and hairstyles. Valpy, V-A-L-P-Y, French. I got it. Play along at home, podcast listeners. Isn't this fun? (laughs) No, that is, they just got my picture mixed up with him. I think it is, yeah. Yeah. That's, so I am on Wikipedia. Just that's, that's when my razor broke when I made it to the chin, and so yeah. all the neck beard just stayed. You've got a lot of neck and a lot of side, but not a lot of chin. It's true. Anyway, um, speaking <laughs> of fun podcast games to play at home, we are 
already in the midst of another round of grocery or no sorry, another benefit of me being at home and not at school when we're recording. Yes. And uh, according to Uber, we are due to have the order arrive during the podcast recording window. So for any new listeners out there, if you can send us an email to Chris and Tom's Youth Group Podcast at gmail.com with a timestamp that you think the groceries arrived, if you're correct or closest to, no, just correct. If you're correct within, let's say, a 30-second window, you will win our prize, which I believe has jackpotted from one air freshener to two air fresheners <laughs> just because I want to get them out of my house. You're not, you're not giving away anyone's books this week? Uh, maybe next week. Okay. Because right. I think that I have a package of copies of my new book, How Can I Be Sure What's Right and Wrong, waiting at the post office. Oh. But until I confirm that, I don't want to promise what I can't deliver. But let's say if the prize should jackpot again next week, that can be the prize pool, two can, air fresheners and a book. Can that book sponsor this podcast? Because I finished reading it the other day and uh, it was good. I think people should buy it. You just put out so many books. They just I mean, keep coming. But I, this is a good one. My secret is to write them. I mean, first of all, thank you. I really appreciate that. <laughs> um, and this podcast is, in fact, sponsored by How Can I Be Sure What's Right and Wrong, the new book by Chris Morphew. Yeah. Do you struggle to know what's right and wrong? Do you struggle to be sure what is that? That's I, what the book is about. I haven't um, enslaved anyone since reading that book. That I know That's of. really good because that was a key part of the book was no enslavement. Yeah. But why? <laughs> Read yeah. on to find out more. Um, as usual, really selling it. But if you'd like a free copy, do you know what, Tom? Yeah. I'm in a generous mood. And so podcast listeners, since we have a great last-minute sponsorship deal <laughs> with the author of that book... As a sponsor of the podcast, they have mm. kindly donated one copies of that book. Uh, and so if you can thank you, win Chris our Murphy. exciting podcast game by sending an email to say what timestamp my groceries got delivered, I'll send you two air fresheners and a copy of my new book. Yes. Can't say fairer than that. Anyway, um, no one emailed us this week, so we can get straight on to <laughs> <going>. apologies. Um, <laughs> although. Yeah. Last week, yeah, you pre-apologized. I did, yeah, yeah. So it's the first <laughs> ap apology before the fact that we've had on the podcast. Yeah, I want to. I do want to sincerely apologize for last week for not plugging my microphone in. I just was like, I was sitting at my computer and I was like, oh goodness, it's it's time to record the podcast. So I got my mic, put it in front of me, started recording, and. Uh, off we went, but didn't notice that the mic wasn't on. Podcast listeners, I so, don't know if you're hearing this. Yeah, I'm sorry, everyone, for what happened. I, ew, are you back? <laughs> yeah, I'm back. Because was I gone? I don't know. One of us was gone. I just kept talking. So, Well, I talked a bit as well, so good luck in the editing booth. <laughs> Were you apologizing? Yeah, I was apologizing, and I was explaining how it happened. Oh, I was more panicking. Were um, you but, having a go at me? Oh, you were. Mm, look, I was mostly just feeling dead air in ways that were probably slightly less helpful than dead air itself. Um, but what I did want to say 
was actually I felt like I was doing one of those podcast interviews with a celebrity who is so high profile, you can't get them into the studio and they just give you 30 minutes in their AirPods. And yeah. so I just felt like you were a high profile Christian celebrity that I was interviewing. So I was actually sitting in the the waiting lounge before I got in my private jet and headed off to a big conference that I was well headlining. And then you pre-apologized and I feel honored in hindsight and I think everybody kicked a goal. Should we talk about youth group now that we're nine minutes into our <laughs> however many minutes this podcast is supposed to be these days? Sure thing. How was youth group last week, Tom? Did you it have really, it? Did you go? I did. I did. We didn't cancel it. We all, well, we thought about canceling it. Oh, did you? Just um, weren't feeling it? No. No. I, we had the same issue this week that we had last week. We had leaders who are out sick. Well, sort of. We had one leader who was out sick and two leaders who are out because uh, because we'd changed our plans and we weren't meant to have youth group last Friday night. We were meant to have a Saturday thing. And so they organized stuff on the Friday night. And so we were then down to half our leadership team again. But we do have a substitute youth leader who we can call on in times of need. And so Great. he was available this week. I called on him. He arrived and uh, it was great having him along. So that was good. And it was run by the youth again. This was run by the year six, year sevens and eights, the midlife crisis. Fantastic. Crew. And uh, they did a, an excellent job. They, um, they, one of the things they did though is they, um, they, they, made the whole thing centered around the passage that was being preached on. But as mm-hmm. we discussed last week, our preacher has, you know, gone off to Thailand because as we also know, he's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, You've got so, a lot of, is, you must be just one of those big celebrity churches I keep hearing about we because actually, it seems like everyone is just constantly flying in and out of there and barely being around for their home church's events. We're the chairman's lounge of... Youth groups. You're only allowed in if you're a high-profile youth leader or youth. So, um, oh, congratulations it, <laughs> for making the cut. That's very exciting. Yeah, we're we're a big deal. Anyway, so um, so they had this whole plan around the passage in uh, two. It's two Kings chapter two, where Elijah gets taken up into heaven. But before he gets taken up to heaven, he's with Elisha, and then all these prophets come out and say. Hey Elisha, did you know that you're that Elijah's getting taken taken away from you today? And he's like, yes. And so leave me alone. Oh no, he's like, actually, yes. So be quiet. Is what he says. So mm-hmm. that happens three times. Three times Elijah says to him, you know, you you just stay here. I'm going to go ahead. And he's like, no, I'm going to stick with you the whole way. Um, so and then Elijah Elijah gets taken up in a whirlwind. And there's a bit of um, oh, they strike the Jordan River as well, and the river parts. These were all necessary components. Uh, to the plan that they had mm-hmm. because the after beginning with a um, snacks, which were just sugar, like even more sugary than what we normally provide them. They like, and loaded us up, loaded us up with every sugar snack they could find, which was pretty enjoyable. Um, they had this, they had two games that were running simultaneously and they split the group in half and then they swapped. One was a game, which was, uh, meant to be in pitch darkness, and then one one person will be walk up to another person and say, uh, "Did you know 
Elijah is leaving? And then the other person would say, yes, I know. So be quiet. And then they'd say the person's name and they had to get the, guess the person's name, um, which, <laughs> which is a pretty fun idea. But unfortunately, there were no rooms in the church dark enough for us to play that. Fortunately for child safety, there were no rooms in the church dark enough for us to play that. Um, but what was I great- was just thinking that <laughs> you could circumvent all child safety issues by just having a blindfold instead of <laughs> making the entire room dark. You could well, just make it the- dark for the person who was guessing. Well, I think the idea was that everyone was meant to be oh. walking around talking to everyone. I don't exactly know the exactly how it was going to work, but they realized partway through that that wasn't going to work. So they adapted on the fly, which I was really pleased with. Yeah, great. Because that is, you know, 50% of a youth leader's job description when running games is, you know, realizing this isn't going to work, let's change it. And Mm -hmm. so they we we kept the dark room because they liked the atmosphere of that. And then we got one person to stand at the front of the church and then people would take turns to walk up to them and say the phrase. And then the person was meant to guess who said it. And then if they guessed it, then they um, got to stay. If they got it wrong, they got out and the other person took over from them. And it turned out to be like a, like just a simple and fun game. Mm. And it started off pretty slow, but it got pretty uh, fun as people got more inventive in ways to disguise their voice. Yeah. So while that was going on, there was another game which was called something like Elijah and the Jordan. And there was um, one group... Uh, one half of the group was Elijah's and they had to run and touch the other half of the group who were crawling around on the floor who were, no, that, who were caught, who were the Jordan river. So there were the Jordans and the Elijah's and the Jordans were crawling around the floor and the Elijah's were jumping. They could only move by jumping and they had to, they had to like tap, tag a Jordan river and then jump back to their base. And then at one point there was a kid who would scream he was the whirlwind, and then he'd chase people around and try and tag them. And if they got tagged, they were out, um, which sounds quite complex, but once you got the hang of it. It's it like Bible Quidditch. It was like Bible Quidditch. But it turned out to be pretty fun, and like absurd and not that related to what the content, like the deeper content of the passage, but mm. definitely related to the passage as there were Elijah's chasing the Jordan River and trying not to get caught by a I mean, there's, by a, there's a connection there. Yeah, like it was, it was, you know, it was good. It was really good. It was really fun. We had a good time. Great. And then, uh, and I think actually what I, I just really appreciate that they put in the effort to make games that that really hooked in well with the passage and that were fun and they invented them themselves. So that was, that was really exciting. And then we um, went and had a talk. Well, actually they did an interview, uh, which we often do. Uh, they gave us a chance for a book review, which we often do, uh, which I thought was interesting that we both youth, both groups who ran youth group, we gave them the opportunity to do whatever they wanted in youth group. Mm. Like, you can pick it. All you need to have is the Bible talk. Everything else you get to do. And they both pretty much ran youth group the way we run it every week, um, which which I think is partly because you know when you get given the opportunity to do whatever you want, um, the first step is just to imitate what you've seen before you mm. Um, mm. iterate. Is that what you get? Imitate before you iterate. 
That sounds, that like, sounds like something you read in a book somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> if if not, I'm going to do it in my um, YouTube training series on creativity. Yeah, that um, sounds like the kind of tips you get behind a $580 paywall. <laughs> That's true. I shouldn't put it on YouTube. I'll put it on Skillshare or Masterclass. Anyway, point is... Then I did. Then I got to do the talk, and so I did the talk, and I did it on the passage because I was like, I don't want them to miss out on all the good connections. So I, I'd mm. already read the talk from the other guy who's going to speak, mm. and he's speaking on the second half of the passage. So I spoke on the first half about where Elijah keeps trying to get rid of Elisha, and Elisha says, "No, I'm going to stick w- with you." And I talked about the testing your call and. Mm. Um, like counting the cost of following Jesus and whether um, it's something you really should do, which I came down on the side of, yes, you should, but you should also I'm know glad. that it's not, not the easiest thing in the world. Um, and it was fine. I'd give it like a you know six out of 10 for a talk because it was there, but it was a talk that was put together pretty late in the piece because mm-hmm. it took a while to establish exactly what was going on with the youth group on Friday night. And then um, that was the end of the night. Um, and if I was going to reflect, I like my reflection is I want to try and give more responsibility to youth in youth group, um, like more regularly rather rather than just having a one off mm. thing. Like one of the ideas I had this week, which I'm thinking of putting into practice, is having a youth vibe team. So, um, <laughs> we had I was reading a book. I can't remember what book it was. It was a book about youth ministry and they had a a welcoming team and their job was they had youth and their jo- they were going to go and say hello to other youth that arrived. So if there was a youth that arrived and they didn't know anyone, it was their job to be there and welcome mm. them and say, how are you going? Which I think is a great idea. And I thought we could probably extend that to be like, there's some stuff that, that we can just give the youth to own. So the welcome vibe is important, but there's other parts of, of that, you know, space that makes it welcoming and youth owned that we could easily hand over to them with a bit of leadership or guidance from adults. Mm. Um, but something like they can do the welcome at the door. They can make sure that um, if you know, you know, there are people who are around who've got no one to talk to, that they're talking to them, they could look after the snacks. Um, and they could also, if they wanted to, you know, make things look fun, they could do that. And they could even do games. And I probably wouldn't do it all the time for all, like make them do all of it all the time. Mm. But I'd probably hand more of that over and have a particular team that that's their job to be thinking about that regularly. Mm. Um, not so that we have to do less as youth leaders, um, but so that, but so that they do more and they own more, and that the 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 good vibes of the youth group are reliant on the youth rather than mm. on the youth leaders. And I think if that's the case, they'll do a better job. Even like it, it may not always be as slick as what we would run and we're not that slick, but having watched some of the stuff that happened over the last few weeks, we we do know a little bit more about how to run a youth group than mm. these youth who've never run one before. So that's fine. They'll, they'll learn how to do mm. it. But um, yeah, giving them that responsibility I think could be really helpful. So I haven't told my leaders about that. So those leaders who do listen to my youth group, then we're going to talk about this at leaders meeting whenever we figure out when that's going to happen. It's interesting that you added the caveat about like you want to equip them, not because you want to do less, because the whole time you were talking, 
I had the opposite reaction, which is that like that is that sounds like doing more. Yeah. It sounds like to do that stuff well. It it is actually more work, always more work to equip your youth to do things than to just do them yourself, or even to like delegate things to other leaders than to just mm. do them yourself. And so, yeah, I think that um, it's. For me, I, I, as soon as I hear stuff like that, I'm like, I love the idea. That's a lot of time investment. Um, <laughs> well, I think in the short term, it's more work, but in the long term, it's not because they figure out how to set do up it some and systems, they do it well. Yeah. yeah, but yes, it, is, it definitely is a larger investment than if we were just to keep doing it ourselves. Hmm. Um, yeah, like I, there's a bunch of things like that that I kind of have in my mind as like, oh, this could be, a really great way to integrate more of the youth, but it just means being, and even like to equip my leaders better, to be honest, but a lot of that is about time. And I think that maybe that's one of the things where, I mean, you know, that we're all time poor, even if it is your full-time role to do this stuff. But for me coming in, like there are a lot of weeks where I'm like, look, youth group happened and we're going to chalk that up as a win. Um, but I would really like, and with our um, the arrival of our new youth leader, our new youth pastor at, at church who's going to magically solve all of our <laughs> logistical problems, um, I look forward to those logistical question marks being answered They've already arrived, as well. haven't they? they? They have. And so any minute now, every problem in the church is going to be solved by this one miraculous person. I'm surprised um, it hasn't happened yet. Well, they just don't want to, I think they want to <laughs> imitate before they innovate, you know, because yeah. Yeah, yeah. they were doing your course and they were like, yeah, that, that's a big deal. That's what we should do. Yeah. Um, well, thank you to your new youth pastor for the $500 it, I got through this class. Well, someone's got to keep the friend Rusi ship flying <laughs> or sailing or whatever my metaphor is. Um, anything else that you wanted to add about last? Uh, I not about last week, but actually something that um, another thing that I did recently, which we we don't uh, probably don't have a lot of time to go into, but uh, we have we had a church camp, and I got to sit down with the um, parents and talk about how do you disciple your teenagers, and I was feeling pretty awkward about you know talking to parents about discipling teenagers. Uh, because I have not discipled a teenager. Um, but what I did is I sat down with them and I said, uh, here are some big ideas that are important as you think about discipling teenagers that lots of people talk about, some important things to remember as you parent your teenagers, that your parents love you, sorry, your kids love you, Jesus loves your kids more than you do. But also mm. there's important things like um, it's important to model to your kids and it's important to, you know, you it's good to parent out of trust in Jesus rather than fear of what's going to happen to your kids or what your kids are going to do. And prayer is valuable. All these kind of big ideas, which are fairly uh, uncontested, at least in the Christian mm. discipleship space. But then I got the parents to kind of chat about how they have put those things into practice, what that mm. looked like practically in their lives or what they've seen other people do. And for me, as someone who doesn't, get to spend heaps of time with parents but would like to spend more time with them having this forum where they got to share what they're doing and what they're seeing other people doing. But also what came out a lot was a lot of the struggles that they're having 
I found it really valuable just to be hearing from parents what's going on for them and their youth. So if you have a forum to just chat to parents about what's going on yeah, and let them hear from each other, then that would be super encouraging. It's not, it's not youth group, but it is youth group adjacent. So I wanted to yeah, share that. Yeah, cool. Um, can I share something with you, Tom? Yeah. And that is that at some point in this podcast already, the groceries arrived and I did a bit of clicking around with the microphone mute button. Yes. However, I am not 100% sure <laughs> at which point in that clicking around I was clicking mute and which times <laughs> I was clicking unmute. And so if in the absence of any editing from you yeah. later in the piece, um, there, it, it may have been pretty evident when the groceries arrived. So <laughs> I might have just say, given away a book and a couple of air yeah, fresheners. If I don't edit anything, you are down a book and two air fresheners. That's, yeah. that's for sure. Oh, that's a real shame. Well, I feel like that's on me. I, <laughs> I can't, uh, you know, if we edit it out, that's cheating. Yeah. I should have known which button was mute on and which one was mute off. Um, I would like to say that my vamping that they all just heard was actually yeah. something I was thinking about talking about on the podcast. And I looked at the time, I was like, I'm not going to talk about that. And then I did talk about it because you had to go and maybe it was helpful and that was the work of the Holy Spirit by uh, allowing that to be shared. At the for time. all of our uh, podcast listeners who can hear noises, <laughs> it's fastest finger first on the emails this week. Get yourself a book. If nobody gets it, um, either we should see that as evidence that... Um, all our listeners are deaf. <laughs> or that um, nobody actually cares about our fabulous prize pools. I, um, either way... Uh, it's not super encouraging. I mean, it'd be great to have a lot of deaf listeners, but um, I, you know, that might be why we get such high ratings on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Surely there must be um, text-to-speech facilities um, like for speech hearing to, impaired listeners. Speech to Braille or something. Oh no! Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, sorry. Speech to text. <laughs> you're blind. You're not blind. You're deaf. <laughs> Yeah, so our vision-impaired uh, listeners, I think, can probably <laughs> listen via the uh, mainstream way. Uh, However, um, I'm sure there are accessibility options for our for any hearing-impaired listeners we I may have. I apologize for my uh, ableist uh, assumptions and inability to distinguish between the different senses in the body. It's okay. You're on a learning journey, Tom, and I'm happy to be here with you, reminding you what is the difference between eyes and ears. Okay. Um, so let's talk about your youth group. How's your youth group, Chris? Let's go. Yep. So we had <laughs> um, our second round of slideshow karaoke, um, and so that was uh, for those of you who have missed previous episodes where I've explained it. Basically, I put together a bunch of random slideshows and the youth volunteer to come up sight unseen and present them like they're presenting a speech at school. And so this time I had top 10 among us strategy tips from the internet that also work as general life advice. I had <laughs> a cool rap about um, the importance of bedtime. 
I, which mm. I got from chat GPT. I said, can you please write me a very cool rap for cool teens about the importance of going to bed on time? Please include lots of Gen Z slang. Um, and it became evident that chat GPT is not super across Gen Z slang, but it did include the <laughs> word bussin but it misused it. Um, <laughs> we also had introduction to quantum field theory, and uh, we also had Queen facts, a tribute to Queen Elizabeth II, mm. and then the most controversial one and the one that came nearest to uh, being problematic on the innuendo filter level Um a presentation about the things I think would be way cooler if they had human hands and all was well. I'd used Canva to uh, put together some pictures of mm. um, human hands on a toothbrush and a horse and a chair and a tree. Mm-hmm. And I was informed. Oh, and the rock's head. <laughs> and I was informed that finally a tree that can climb you back um, was an innuendo. I did not think it was, but in hindsight, you can never be too careful. But apart from that, it all went well, and our previous champion was voted People's Choice again, and I gave him, he did a presentation on bananas last time, and I gave him a bucket hat covered in bananas, and I forgot to get prizes this week, and I said, I'll get you a prize next week, and he said, can it be a bucket hat? with hands and i found one not human hands sadly but i did find a bucket hat with little eyes and little hands so his what hands are if they're not human hands whose hands are they it's just a little well other things have hands um it's a little kind of i guess sort of frog ish thing so it's like a beige bucket hat with little green eyes on stalks up above it and then little uh, green cloy poy things poking out from just above the brim. So that was the closest I could find to a bucket hat that thematically filled the brief. But and hopefully he'll enjoy that. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna try not to Google do frogs have hands so I can spend my time thinking about that. But, um, but that is a they have. Do animals have hands? Look, we don't have time to get into it right now. Yeah, let's let's not, but that will be what I'm thinking about this week. Great. Well, can you report back in a a digest form (laughs) next week to the podcast about whether frogs have hands? Uh, We also had a talk, which was the more important part (laughs) of the the night, some would say, and that was um, a... Yeah, really solid talk on Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 to 21. The last of our talks on the first half of Ephesians. So we've been framing the whole thing as um, who we are in Jesus, chapters 1 through 3, and how to live as if that's true, chapters 4 through 6. And so Mm. that's what we're going to get into next term. But I don't need to tell you what Ephesians is about, Tom, because you literally wrote the book on it. Well, I guess Paul wrote the book on it, and then you wrote a book on the book on it. Yeah, I wrote a book on um, like, and that book got a shout out in the talk um, oh, yes. from our youth leader who said, 
I can't say I fully enjoyed that weird and nude book he wrote, but I found this one really helpful. <laughs> so there you go. Even your skeptics you've won over with the Pops devotional series. Oh, so you're welcome. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, or Pops devotions. Go, I can never remember it. what you've called them. Pops devotions. De- they called Pops devotions. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Good. Um, well, I'm glad that my less nude and rude book was helpful. I keep trying to ask you this off air and then forgetting. Can you send me five copies of the Ephesians <laughs> book and five copies of Talks That Don't Suck and sure. I'll pay you money, but we can organize my, like I'll share my bank details with you in a different forum. Okay. Um, and then next week is our last week of Youth Group for the Term and we're doing a pizza and board games night, and I'm going to do a bit of a recap talk. Are you done? Was this we're done. previous week your last week? Yeah. Great. So you're on break for what, three weeks, four weeks, something like that? Three weeks. We go back on the 8th of September. No, uh, October, October the 6th. October the 6th with the YouTube Film Festival. Great. I am looking forward to hearing some specifics about that because I have – often thought about running something like that as a social activity with my friends but also it feels like with the right uh screening pre-screening yep. processes in place could be a great youth group activity I've, as well i only had to not allow one video through so far that's pretty good yeah I feel like your filter would probably be a little bit less strict than my filter, though. So <laughs> I think people would have a better time with that at your youth group yeah, for that reason. Yeah, it's your youth group that made all the innuendos. Mine just played games about Elijah and the Jordan River. Well, I won't be held responsible for all of the actions <laughs> of my youth. I think that's a road I don't want to go down. Oh, one other thing. I know we're running short on time, so maybe we can pick up on this in a future episode but um this week earlier this week for the first time i had the first session of our midweek kind of discipleship group that we are launching with a half a dozen of our youth and they it's something i'd been doing with a couple of guys um kind of on again off again struggling to find a time to do it but now We've had a bunch of others who are keen to get on board with something like that. And so mm-hmm. our new youth pastor and I are starting that off. So we had the first one on Monday and that was, I think, a good start. I think it's it's great to be able to offer something to youth who want to dig a bit deeper into uh, like big questions and issues and what it looks like to follow Jesus. We're still keeping the format pretty loose and and figuring out what it is as we go. But I was really encouraged that a bunch of them were up for catching up on an afternoon right after school and thinking about life stuff. So um, I'm really hopeful that as we move forward, that is something that can expand and be available to anyone in our youth group who wants it. And it would be great, I think, to have all of our youth, particularly our youth who have decided to follow Jesus, to have an environment midweek where they can ask questions about mm-hmm. it and and start figuring it all out. So, or I should say, keep figuring it all out. Um, and so I haven't heard from any of them or their parents about how they thought it went. So that'll be... Um, 
as the feedback comes in, that'll be, I think, a more helpful metric than me having fun with it. But I had fun with it. So <laughs> hopefully they found it valuable too. We'll see if any of them show up next week. Some some of those midweek things are some of the best times in youth ministry I've found. Because you've got the youth who like really want to be there. You get to dig into the Bible. Mm. Maybe it's, like, it's the stuff that appeals to me the most. Maybe not the best times, but it's because, you know, I love to sit down with young people and read, look at the Bible with them. And that's the ones who are keen. It's really fun to get to do it. That's exciting. Well, I said to them, um, you know, for me as a teenager, one of the things that was most helpful and most formative was just having older Christians who I trusted invest time in just chatting to me about my questions and about my wonderings and about what I wanted to know more about from the Bible and just kind of being around. And I said, here's me being around for any of you guys who want me to be around. So hopefully God will bless that and hopefully that'll be something that um, they can grow up and pay forward to their Oh, now you're just showing off, Tom. What? You did a seamless lean away. Was that a lean away from the microphone to cough? No, it was a burp. It was just a tiny, tiny burp. Oh, did you mute? No, it was so small. Oh, I thought you'd done, you were just showboating over your (laughs) uh, aptitude with the mute button. No, but I am. See, I I just muted then. Did you notice that? I did. Yeah, that was pretty impressive, wasn't it? Great. I can do it. Anyway, um... As I was saying before I interrupted myself for it turns out no reason, um, I'm really excited about that opportunity to invest in a different way in some of those youth. And so hopefully they find it helpful. Um, And I will pass on any insights as the weeks go on. So there you go. And if anyone has any tips for me in starting something like that, send us an email at chrisandtomsyouthgrouppodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear what has worked for you and what hasn't. Mm. So there you go. Um, is it time for some music, Tom? Because we are fast approaching music. your heart out. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. It's been another good good discussion. We, do, do we, we did do, it. Do we say that at the end? No, we don't. I, I don't think we've ever said that before. Um, if you would like to tell me when you heard all of the very obvious noise I was making during this podcast, send us an email at Chris and Tom's Youth Group Podcast at gmail.com. In the meantime, check out tomfrench.com.au to order his Ephesians book, his rude and nude book, which is less rude than it sounds, and whatever else you got there. Lots of stuff. Yeah, also go to chrismorphew.com to get this, the book. That we we really you? mistimed the music. <laughs> Yeah. Can you get your book at your website? You can find out what it is, and I'm, I think there's some links. I, it needs an update. It still says the book before this book has just come out. Isn't that great news? Anyway. Yes. Good. Nailed it again. <laughs>